Chapter Twenty Four of The Lone Ranger Rides. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Lone Ranger Rides by Fran Stryker. Chapter Twenty Four. Bryant goes home. Bryant Cavendish, sitting in the cave, felt curiously at ease. His wound was almost superficial and because of the first aid which his masked abductor had applied caused him no discomfort whatsoever his only inconvenience was the lashings about his wrists and ankles that made him helpless yet it was this helplessness that gave him the odd feeling of being relaxed for the first time that he could remember there was not a thing that he felt he should be doing or supervising with nothing that could be done he felt no pangs in idleness he had been furiously angry at first when he realized that he'd been carried away bodily it was a bitter blow to his pride the trip from red oak had been humiliating as well as exhausting but now the iron-jawed old man almost gloried in his helplessness he sat trying to recall vague moments in the past half-day he could remember little after the shot in his hotel room. He must have been unconscious during most of the trip from Red Oak to the Gap. The masked man was in the Gap when Bryant recovered his senses and explained in a soft voice exactly where the two were going. Then there had been a session in the cave when the first aid was administered by candlelight. Darkness again and a resonant, kindly voice that said, "'You'll be all right here for the time being. I'm going to ride out again, but I'll be here when you waken at daybreak.' Bryant had slept after that, and awakened to find the masked man's promise fulfilled. The stranger was with him, but not for long. He rode off on the horse called Silver. Shortly after daybreak, Bryant had heard a team and wagon coming close. His shouts were answered when the wagon stopped and an Indian scaled the ledge and entered the cave. Bryant had demanded that the Indian release him, but there had been no sign that the newcomer could understand the white man's tongue. Bryant resented the manner in which he had been inspected by the redskin, the way the ropes and their knots were critically examined then the way his bandage was removed the wound studied carefully and then redressed the indian had made no comment whatsoever he finished his investigation and then left the cave after a lapse of several moments the team and buckboard moved away bryant had noted that the outfit came from the basin and headed in the opposite direction Another hour elapsed, then Yuma came. And when the cowboy came, he made it known. His entrance was accompanied by a shout. You, he bellowed, you damned dirty scheming crook you. I had to come here and tell you what I think. Bryant looked up with his jaw set in its customary stubborn way. To think, roared Yuma that I took cash money from you and worked on that murder ranch of yours. Thinking of that makes me turn green inside. 
If I had any of that cash left, I'd ram it down your gullet and hope it'd strangle you. Why, you... Yuma launched into some of the most colorful expressions the Lone Ranger, still outside the cave, had ever heard. "'You tried to drill me,' he went on. "'For that I got every right to put a bullet through your gizzard, but I ain't gonna do that. Shootin' you would be too damned easy for you. You're headin' for something a plenty worse than bein' kilt. Why, you even tried to double-cross Miss Penny, and, by damn, that's going too doggone far. If you knowed the way that pretty girl stood up in your defense and sassed right back at anyone that had anything to say agin you, but shucks, loyalty of that sort is something your kind wouldn't savvy. Yuma, shouted the Lone Ranger from outside, that will do. The masked man entered the cave, and Yuma, turning, noticed that he held a folded paper in his hand. "'I told you that you'd stop here just long enough to get a horse, then head for town.' "'Ah, uh, I know,' said Yuma, apologetically. "'I seen this old crook, though, and I just couldn't help popping off and letting him know what I thought of him.' "'Well, you've said enough.' Now take the horse and get started. Yuma nodded and passed his masked ally. He dropped over the ledge and checked the cinch on a big bay that stood near Silver. It was a horse that the Lone Ranger had provided. Before he rested in the cave, after his arrival there with Bryant, he had gone to the basin, found the animal, then saddled it and brought it here. His intention had been to use it for Bryant when the two left their cavern hideout. Now, however, Yuma needed the horse, so the masked man and Bryant would both ride silver. Yuma mounted and called, "'I'm on my way.' In another moment the cowpuncher was gone. Then the lone ranger moved close to Bryant. He spoke softly. Is there anything you'd care to say to me now? Bryant made no reply. He simply stared unblinkingly at the mask. Yuma was pretty hard on you, the Lone Ranger said. I'm sorry that he acted as he did, but there is still a lot that you don't understand. Do you feel strong enough to leave here? Bryant snarled, I'm strong enough to do anything you do. "'Good. We are going to your home in the basin.' "'Sort of nervy, ain't you?' "'Why?' "'You won't live ten minutes after I get there amongst my men.' "'We'll see about that. There are some things that I want to tell you. We'll talk about them as we ride.' "'I ain't riding in there hog-tied.' "'I'm going to untie you.' It was but the work of a moment to free the old man. Then the Lone Ranger aided him to his feet. Bryant tried to push away the masked man's help, but found himself unable to stand without some aid. Grumbling something about being weak from loss of blood, Bryant permitted himself to be helped down the ledge and to the saddle. 
the lone ranger leaped behind him and the two were on their way wally was sitting idly on the front porch of the house when the two arrived he leaped to his feet at the sight of bryant riding with the masked man the lone ranger already had a gun in readiness and spoke quite casually when he saw wally reaching for a weapon i wouldn't if i were you wally's hand froze to the gun butt he didn't draw where did you come from he demanded then to his uncle he said in a more fawning tone uncle bryant i've been worried sick about you ever since last night when you was shot at the hell you have snarled bryant you didn't stick around town very long to see what happened to me but there wasn't any use hanging around there explained the well-dressed one we all seen you carried off on that white hoss right after you left we found that it was mort that that stranger killed mort snapped bryant is he dead wallie explained the events of the previous night while he helped to ease bryant cavendish from the saddle to the ground the lone ranger stood slightly back letting wallie help his uncle his keen eyes shot quick glances in all directions the lone ranger saw men going casually about their various tasks but he also saw men who seemed to have no tasks at least six of these stood idly about each one he knew watching him intently waiting for a signal from bryant cavendish his life wouldn't be worth much if the command to capture him were given he dared not relax his vigilance for a split second we'll go into the house he told wallie i'll follow you to bryant's own bedroom get him into bed he's pretty tired i'll take care of him when he's there wallie started to object but bryant cut him off shortly do what he says the three crossed the porch and entered the large living room the masked man noticed that the cordwood the chair and the table still made a brace between the beam of the ceiling and the trap door in the floor bryant asked about the room's upset condition wallie said i'll tell you about that later uncle bryant first of all we want to get you in bed where you can rest up you tell me now barked bryant i want to know what's been done to this here room the lone ranger stood at the closed door while wallie told as briefly as possible about the capture of the outlaws by the masked man and their subsequent guarding by tonto he explained that he had found the indian on guard when he came in and that between tonto and penelope he had been told the entire story i didn't have any idea he said that we had killers on the payroll here i never had much to do with the running of things you know you would have retired bryant if you spent more time here and less time in red oak saloons i guess it must have been vince and mort that hired those men continued wallie in a placating manner but we'll see that they're taken care of now that we know who they are bryant cavendish humphed then demanded where's penny oh i told you last night uncle bryant 
that she was to go to Red Oak with the kids and stay with that woman I lined up there. I didn't say it'd be all right for her to go. I told you to find some female that'd come here and take care of the kids. But I thought... Never mind what you thought. How did Penny get to Red Oak? Well, she seemed to put a lot of trust in that Indian, and he was willing to drive her there with the buckboard, so I let him do it. They left at daybreak, taking the kids with them. Wally looked at Bryant as if anticipating an outburst because he'd permitted the girl to leave the basin in an Indian's care, but Bryant simply nodded. "'I reckon,' he said softly, "'Penelope must have passed right by me. Wonder why she didn't say something when I yelled. The redskin heard me. Why didn't Penelope?' His question was not answered. He leaned heavily on the railing of the staircase, while Wally walked beside him with the masked man close behind. A window in the hallway on the second floor looked out toward the corral. The lone ranger glanced in that direction and saw the cowhands, their work ignored, converging on the ranch house. He noticed also that their hands were on the butts of their holstered six-guns. He had noticed something else that didn't diminish his apprehension. The furniture and firewood that he had placed to block any attempt to leave the cellar vault had been moved since his last visit. True, the table still rested on the trap door, but in a slightly different position. When Bryant finally entered his bedroom, the Lone Ranger closed the door and stood just to one side. He studied every detail of the big room while Wally helped old Bryant get into the heavy oak bed at the far wall. The room was well equipped with furniture. There were three large, comfortable-looking chairs, a big round table in the center of the room, a desk against one wall, and the usual bedroom equipment of commode, pitcher, and basin. The desk was something to behold. It seemed to have half a hundred pigeonholes, each one of which bulged to the bursting point with folded papers. There was a curious thing about it. In some of the small compartments, the papers were tucked in neatly, while in others the assorted documents were jammed in with what appeared to be a careless haste. Another point was that the sloppy-looking pigeonholes were all at one end of the desk. The masked man made a mental note to have a closer look at the desk at his earliest opportunity. Wally pulled a counterpane from the foot of the bed and covered Bryant. "'Reckon you'll be all right now, Uncle,' he said consolingly. If there's anything more that I can do... There ain't, barked Bryant. Wally looked at the tall man with the mask. I'll speak to you in the hall, the Lone Ranger said. Wally said, Right. You lead the way. Wally opened the door and went out with the masked man close behind. There are a lot of things, the Lone Ranger said when the door had been closed that I must explain to you, Cavendish. You're no doubt wondering about the mask I'm wearing. I'll tell you this much about who I am. I'm a friend of the Indian you found here. 
"'I know that much,' said Wally. "'I came here to find out who directed the murder of those Texas Rangers who were killed in the Gap. You probably have heard that someone wearing moccasins attended to their burial.' The other nodded. "'You've probably guessed by this time that the man who buried them was that same Indian. Well, that's the truth. Those men I locked in the basement of this house, of course, had a hand in the massacre, but there was someone who gave them their instructions.' "'Might have been Mort or Vince,' suggested Wally. "'It might have been, yes, but I doubt it. They wouldn't run things in such a high-handed way without being told to do so by the boss of the outfit. "'You mean Uncle Bryant?' "'He's the owner of this ranch, and all the different brands that are used here are recorded in his name. I understand that he isn't the type to let someone else boss anything he owns.' Wally mused for a moment. "'But Bryant ain't—' He didn't finish his remark. "'Wasn't it Bryant himself who helped your brother escape from jail last night in Red Oak?' "'Why should he?' argued the other. "'He's the one that turned Mort over to the law.' "'He turned him over to the law because Mort was a murderer and Yuma knew it. That act on Bryant's part would remove him from suspicion. Yet someone helped Mort escape.' Wally said, "'All this is pure surprise and news to me, stranger. I don't know just what to think about it.' "'I'm telling you,' continued the Lone Ranger, "'so you can be ready to tell anything you know when the lawmen come.' "'Lawmen?' "'Yuma is bringing them. He's also bringing a warrant for the arrest of Bryant Cavendish.' "'Arrest?' He can't be arrested on suspicions like yours. No lawman would jail an old man on anything as flimsy as that. I didn't explain, said the masked man slowly. Yuma is charging Bryant with attempted murder. That will be enough to jail him. In the meantime, you'll do well to get your own story straight. Me? You. B but stranger faltered wally i i don't know anything about the things that go on around here i'm hardly ever here myself i don't like the place i spend as much time in red oak as i can the masked man gripped the other's upper arm he was a bit surprised to find the muscles beneath the fine shirt hard and firm not flabby, as Wally's disposition and habits indicated. "'Just remember this,' he said. "'The mere fact that men like Sawtell, Lonergan, Rangoon, and Lombard are working here is going to call for a lot of explanation. Every one of those four has a substantial reward on his head. You'd better be ready to tell all you know.' It will take a lot from you to convince the lawmen you aren't associated with this gang. "'I've got nothing to hide,' said Wally. "'I'll tell all I know, but that ain't much. Vince may know a few things, but me, I never hang around the basin.' The Lone Ranger nodded. 
"'Very well, then, but remember what I told you.' He was about to re-enter Bryant's room, but Wally halted him. "'What do you want?' asked the ranger. "'You said something about cattle stealing around here.' "'A lot of cattle has been stolen from ranches around this part of the country.' The masked man explained the means that had been used to rebrand the stolen cattle in the basin, give the burns a chance to heal, then sell the stock with brands that suited bills of sale. He told of the trail down Thunder Mountain that had been used for shuttling cattle into and out of the basin. Wally seemed genuinely amazed to learn that things of this sort had gone on beneath his unsuspecting nose. "'You plan to stay here until the lawmen come, is that it?' asked Wally when the masked man finished. "'Yes, I want to have a talk with Bryant. Perhaps I can persuade him to tell all he knows. It will save him a lot of trouble to talk first. "'He won't talk,' replied Wally. "'I don't know about that.' I never knew a more close-lipped, stubborn man in my life. No amount of threatening could loosen his tongue. He'd put up with all the torture an Apache could concoct and never say a word. Nevertheless, he's not a fool. He's a shrewd man, and his whole life has been made up of weighing the odds, then playing his cards. I have a hunch that he'll realize the advantage of telling all he can. Why? If he doesn't, he'll be in no position to compromise with the law, and he'll spend the rest of his life in jail for trying to murder Yuma. If he's willing to talk, he might get off scot-free and be allowed to guide the future of his niece. Wally nodded slowly. Maybe, he said. You're right. I'll be downstairs to see that those crooks don't get out of the vault. If there is anything you want, just holler. Thanks. The Lone Ranger returned to Bryant's room. End of chapter 24